This is Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Yeah, you know what time it is. You When you hear that sound of money on my mind, hopefully it goes to money in your pocket. I only got a few plays here to give you this week. I'm seeing a lot of line movement right now that Brandon Cook's news brought it down to Bears plus one. But that's not where I'm going to hit him in the head. Last week, I gave you the hold your nose special with Jacksonville team total. That got there really easy. Today, I'm going to give you a few hold your nose specials. I'm going to give you this theory first. Teams that upset someone as, as straight up outright winners as double digit underdogs, as the Giants did the previous week, the following week, they are 33% against the spread, meaning a big upset one week. The next week, maybe the uh, the market overreacts and the number's not right, 33%. I'm going to use that theory on two games because, conversely, on the other side, you have Seattle. They were the team that was beat as a 13-point favorite, right? So then if you look at what do teams that got beat straight up as a 13-point favorite, what do they do? They're 70% against the spread the following week. So I think if you play both games in both these instances, at the, at the least you go is you split them at the least. I think that if you take Cardinals minus two and a half, some places are moving it to three. The market agrees. And then if you do it on the other thing, on the other hand, and you take all the money you can as far as Seattle, take them first half, take Seattle for the game. You take them for a blowout. At the least, I believe that you split those two bets. My favorite bet, and I wasn't going to give this out. This is the bet that people pay me for. I think that Indianapolis Colts Raiders game flies over. And I'm going to tell you why. The Indianapolis Colts are in a 7-2 and two against the spread run as a favorite and 4-0 and oh as a road favorite. In those road favorite games, though, what I'm seeing is that there's been points and there's been points early. If you look at the last two games in that position, there was 24 points against the Texans in that first quarter. Then there was 20 just in that second quarter. If you look at the week before that against the Titans, they scored 10 in the first. And then for whatever reason, there was 20 points in that second quarter as well in the third quarter quarter it was 14 whatever last week against the Texans you saw there was it it slowed down in the second half and that's what I'm seeing their fourth quarters it was two last week seven the week prior there was one there before and then 11 in in, uh, four weeks ago so overall I'm seeing a trend in a lot of points early in games and then it kind of slowed down so then that's what I'm going to point you to I'm going to point you to team uh these teams combined over 10 points in the first quarter I think that that game has 10 points at the least. I think that you're gambling with uh with with house money at that point. And I also think this game flies over 52 and a half. I can't see how these teams make stops on each other. Another team on the other side that's 5 and 0 to the um over as a home dog is the Raiders. Whenever they are a home dog, the games fly over. Another thing that I saw in the last game in the first quarter, 21 points in this spot. 14 points before that, 10 points before that, 10 and 14. All five games that I've told you that they've been a home dog, there's been 21, 14, 10, 10, and 14. And then for whatever reason, the total for the first quarter today is 10 points. They're giving you money. I think they hit the over 10 points first quarter, hit the over first half, 24. Now you're sitting back in the second half watching things play out. That's all I got for you. All right, guys, it's time. Fantasy playoffs are here. Let's get flexy. Let's talk about some flex plays and some under-the-radar quarterbacks that we think you can roll with this week. We've talked about him already a little bit, Ryan Tannehill. I just I love the matchup for him this week. I think both his receivers are going to go off. Look, sometimes, like you said, don't get cute. He's playing the Jags, and they're, 
the Titans secondary has been awful. So I think the Jags are going to keep scoring on him. I think it's going to be back and forth a little bit. I think Tannehill, get him in your lineup. How about Justin Herbert? You might be a little gun shy to start him this week, right? It was a terrible performance last week. But you know what? Belichick does that from time to time to rookie quarterbacks. I think you get back up on the horse. You fire up Justin Herbert this week. I I think you'll be happy with what he does for you. And how about Big Ben? I like Big Ben this week. It's something that a lot of people don't realize. But, I mean, Buffalo is really struggling against quarterbacks, guys. I mean, just looking at this, Buffalo has given up the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last month. So I think Roethlisberger, his receivers, they stopped dropping the ball. I think you can start Big Ben with confidence this week. All right, let's get to some flex plays and some running backs. David Montgomery, guys, he's playing the Texans. Every running back against the Texans, you see what they do every week. Don't get cute. Start David Montgomery. Their quarterback's Trubisky. They're going to want to hide him a little bit, too. So they're going to run Montgomery as much as they can. All right, how about Gio Bernard? He's playing the Cowboys. I know he's been a little banged up, but Dallas is just terrible. I think Gio's a nice flex flex option you can get in your lineup this week. Moving along, this one, this one's going to take some stones to play. But how about DeAndre Washington? Somebody's got to run the ball for the Dolphins. They've had a lot of injuries. Looks like Washington's going to be that guy. And the Chiefs, they've really struggled against the run over the last month. They're in the top 10 for most fantasy points allowed. So if you're stuck, I'm not telling you to start DeAndre Washington over one of your normal starters. But if you need a flex play and you're desperate this week, he might be worth it. Moving along to the wide receivers. I think Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen go off. They're studs. You're starting them every week. I'm not fully committed to Kirk Cousins just because he's on the road, but he's been really good. I think he can at least get the ball to Thielen and Jefferson. And we talked about Tannehill. I like his receivers too, guys. Corey Davis, A.J. Brown. How do you get away from these guys? You don't. You start him. And then what about Tim Patrick? Everybody talks about Jerry Judy with the Broncos. But Tim Patrick, he either scores or he gets you 100 yards over his past several, several games. He's been very good. Give Tim Patrick a shot if you need a little help this week. And if you're desperate, maybe Alan Lazard this week. He's a good matchup against the Lions because the Lions just aren't good. Hopefully his snaps continue to rise as he gets more healthy. I think you can roll with Lazard if you're in a desperate situation. And talk about desperate, Jordan Aikens. I know it's scary. He he only caught two balls last week. You're not even considering Jordan Aikens unless you're in a bad place. But if you are, the Bears, we're going to pray for you. Yeah, we are. But Bears giving up the second most fantasy points to tight ends over the last month. I mean, the matchup, it doesn't get any better than that. So if you need him, he might be a guy you can pick up and start. Or maybe it's DFS and you just want to go dirt cheap at tight end. He could be an option for you. And then Noah Fant. Noah Fant's actually a really good matchup. He's a good player. I think... Panthers giving up third most fantasy points over the last month to tight end. So Noah Fant, he is a guy that you can get in your lineup, guys. Those are our flexi plays for the week. And of course, we got more coming for you. We got a lot of show left. Here we go, though. You have questions. You talked about daily fantasy. How about Hanson or Gallup in the DraftKings world? Uh, I'm going to go with with Gallup here. I just he was good last week. Is it Gronk or is it Hunter Henry? I think I would go with Gronk. Mike Davis, Deontay Johnson, or Ridley, half-point PPR. Oh, man. If you want to be safe, I would go with with Mike Davis, I think, just because I know he's going to get the most touches. Uh, Who is the other one besides Ridley, Davis, and who? Uh, Oh, it was Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Oh, man. If it's PPR, I think I might go with – you said it was half PPR? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd go with Mike Davis, but – 
honestly, I like all three of them this week. How about full point PPR, Jarvis Landry or QT? I would go with Jarvis. Kiki, just he scares me a little bit. Beasley, Claypool, or T.Y. Hilton, full point PPR. I'm going with T.Y. Mama call him T.Y. I'm going to call him T.Y. Aguilar, Pittman, or Lazard, PPR. Oh, man. I think I'd go with Lazard. Noah Fant or Hunter Henry? I'm going to go with Hunter Henry. Speaking of the Hunter Henry, let's break that game down before we go to break. Do you have anything from that game? Do you think it's a bounce-back spot for the Chargers? I think it's got to be a bounce-back spot for the Chargers. And to me, it's because on the other side of the ball, we know what Matt Ryan is when there's no Julio Jones playing. And there's no Julio Jones playing. I mean, they were so bad last week. They're going to be looking to get right. I like them at home. I think the Chargers, they're favored by one and a half. I I think they'll take care of business. I think Herbert will have a nice game. Yeah. And you go off, what what did you show me last week? And then many people are going to be hesitant to go ahead and bet the Chargers, right? Who who wants to bet the Chargers after what they just showed last week? That's a prime spot. That's what you show in the NFL. Anytime a team gets beat up like that, people don't want to bet them. Public fades them. This is the perfect spot. That mine's, line's been moving all over. It's now shifting towards the Chargers. I think the Chargers win that game. No, I, I'm with you. I, I like the Chargers. Let's get right to the HRP listener line before we go to break. Let's hit Lamont up. He's been on hold for a little bit. Cal McNair is the subject. What's going on, Mont? Hey man, I got a question for you, uh, 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 Josh and uh, 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 Josh and Joe, uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry both. Uh, say man, uh, uh, both means say for instance, you guys got a company, you guys got a company. Your kid, uh, uh, your kid has been you've been grooming your kid for twenty years to run this company. He's been your your right hand man for twenty years, two decades, standing right beside you, looking at all of the things that you've been doing. Kind of young, kind of younger, but. Yet and still kind of mature, and he's looking at all of the inner workings. What I'm getting at, too, man, you know, I'm looking at Cal McNair uh, uh, go outside of the box and get all of these people uh, to help him make decisions. Like, what the hell, man? I mean, you, you was working with your dad. Say, I know for me personally, uh, 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 I work in IT and uh, 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 mathematics, man. If I've been grooming my son for uh, a damn near 20 to 30 years, uh, uh, to eventually take over uh, for what I'm doing, and this fool still got to go out there and uh, 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 I, what I'm get, what I'm ultimately getting to, it, 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 it really makes me uh, laugh that this dude cannot make a decision for himself that he needs outside people. Now I know that consultation is a part of the game, but this feels different, man. This feels like a dude that that has no clue what he's doing, uh, uh, which by some of the people that he didn't put in power, uh, uh, I would say that that's almost accurate, man. Uh, and that's the way I look at Cam McNair right now. Hey, man, good uh, good show today, fellas, uh, and I'm out. Thanks, Lamont. Let me chime in on that. What Lamont is uh, bringing up there is that committee that the Texans are, have brought in to to give them some advice on who they should hire for GM. And, With some and, interesting and names, coach. huh? Yeah, and what's interesting to me is, you know, Andre Johnson – Jimmy Johnson. I was very relieved to find out that the Texans actually got Jimmy Johnson, the football coach, and not the race car driver. Because knowing <laughs> yeah. knowing the Texans, they would screw something. He shows like that up. up. He's outside of NRG with 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 a, with a big car. You know, with the race car. You're yeah. like, what, what the what, hell are you doing what are you here? Doing here. So they, they're bringing these guys in uh, to to give some thoughts on who they should hire. Here's what's interesting. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk brought this up. He did. He talked with the Texans. Turns out they're not really a committee. 
they're not meeting and having discussions. They are just individually giving their recommendations to the Texans for who they think they should hire. So to me, that's kind of a – and they're not getting paid, Jerry. They're a billion-dollar franchise, and they're having all these guys chime in on who they should hire, but they're not being paid, and they're not meeting. So they're just individually giving their recommendations. So here's what I think happened, okay? SI dropped this Jack Easterby hit piece this week where they were just crushing Jack Easterby, blaming him for the Hopkins trade, Mm -hmm. everything. Here's what's interesting. SI contacted the Texans to, to give them a chance to respond to some of this stuff. So that the Texans knew what this article was going to be about, and then SI told the Texans when it was going to be published so that the Texans would have their responses back to them, right? Real interesting that they put this committee together and announced it the day before the SI hit piece on Jack Easterby. This was a preemptive PR strike. And they didn't hit them back, so they knew, okay, this is the way we do it to to somewhat protect ourselves so there's not that much talk of why didn't they defend themselves. Well, look at the other headline. They're trying to bury the the headline that was coming. Now, this morning, Adam Schefter, Jed Hughes, or he posted, Jed Hughes hired to assist Houston in its search for a new head coach. So going to what you said, I think that each one of these guys is going to give their recommendation. Well, Jed Hughes... Recently presented Seahawks offensive coordinator Brian, uh, Brian Schottenheimer. Old school, you know, his dad connection. We know the type of offense that that West Coast. What do you think about this? Because at this point, he also mentioned that Texans head coach job per sources. Many believe that KC uh, OC, uh, we already know, Eric Bieniemy is a strong candidate as well. So obviously somebody in that group is also pushing for him. But is that the best way to approach this with everyone having one intake? Because, you know, I could sit here and give you 20 reasons why to bet a game. And then if I leave someone else that has the other side, they're going to give you 20 reasons that's going to sound good as well. It's about persuasive, you know, angles, the way that they make things look. And what happens if one of them just happens to persuade him more than the other and that he doesn't really take the right direction that he needs to be. You know, it's too many hands in it for me. And are they even real recommendations? Is he going to really listen to anybody? If, if he's just doing this to get the media off his back, what does it really matter? So going back to it, there's two things. Like I sent you something, uh, I think on Monday or yeah, Tuesday, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee yeah. talking about if you have to hire outside people, if you don't know your team and he, and I quote, you should sell the effing team. And I think he, I, I agree with him. And then another thing that came back was Aaron told me about it, that Dungy went on Dan Patrick and they asked him about being hired for this committee. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about, I don't know what committee you're talking about. Like they're just calling me and asking me questions. That's it. Like he downplayed it real, like a lot. Like, I don't know that. It actually is a committee. I think it's just like it's they're not. texting back and forth like, hey, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about this guy? Like, that's it. It's, a, it's, a, it's in their fantasy advice. football chat. You yes. know what I mean? They're like, hey, guys, we're looking for a little help. In their no. group me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, man, it's just, it's just a mess. If you're, it, it's per, That's perfectly said. If you have to look outside and, and you don't know within the team, him and his dad are two different guys. We have to, we have to go ahead and know that. They're, they're two different guys. I don't like the direction that it's gone since he's had the reins of this. I don't know if there's a sense of direction going forward. Everything's been a mess. He, we again, we talked about O'Brien for year for for years, months here, and I mean whatever we knew. 
like Lamont says, if you have a company, you're gonna just let it go to crap just because the the manager. You're gonna let you eventually it comes. If you go to somewhere and, and you're like, man, I love that place, I love that restaurant, but their employees suck. I'm just not gonna go there. Then that's on the owners, right? It's yep. the managers. They don't own that place. That's on the owners. Managers are just a piece of that. You have to move along. The Texans waited way too long to make that happen. It left you with a bad taste in your mouth, thinking, what's going on here? And then they come out and drop something cute like. Hey, we're worried about, you know, sales. You know, we're still one of the top teams in that. And here on Money Line, we're one of the top teams in putting money in your pocket. We got 45 minutes till the anxiety starts ticking. The beer is probably flowing. It's raining outside. Get that barbecue pit going. We're about to cook here on Money Line ESP 97.5. To the HRP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Tyler jamming on a Sunday morning. Let's go straight to the HRP listener line. It's open for you, 713-780-3776. You can text us. You can tweet us. You can call us. You can hit us on Twitch. Smoke signals, whatever you please. It's go time. It's about 40 minutes till kickoff. I know you got to get it off your chest. Robert, let's go ahead and do it. You're on Moneyline. Hey, you got it, guys. Listen, I got girly. And McKissick, and I'm not happy with either Allen, but I also picked up DeAndre Washington this morning off that waiver wire. What do you think? I would go with McKissick. Uh, I just, I think there's a, it's a good spot for him. He's going to get a lot of touches. Yeah, and let's talk about we talk, we spoke about it a little bit on break. Uh, what do we think about Washington? Okay, we we always talk about game scripts. Okay, so a lot of you probably have Washington if you got lucky to pick him up, and now you're wondering, do I need to go ahead and play him? So Gaskins are gone out. What if you're on Miami side? What do you use today to keep Mahomes off the field? It's obviously your run. That's going to be your prime weapon. So that's one route. If it goes the opposite route, right? Uh, that means that the Chiefs got to a lead, and now you're playing from behind. So the question you ask yourself, if you can ask answer this with a solid yes, then you can use Washington. You ask yourself if they get behind seven, ten points. Can he be on the field all three downs? Can he catch the ball? Can he be used in the pass game? If you answer yourself yes, confidently, then you can go ahead and take a chance. I asked, I asked Josh, how many points do you put him on, like, you know, prediction? And he said, if you get double digits, then consider that a win. So if you're using that theory, consider who you're going up against, um, who, who you're comparing them to. This is one time where, and guys, this is when you use this more than ever, is when you're playing in a year-long fantasy league, a lot of times you won't look at who your opponent is starting. But when you're in the fantasy playoffs, look at who they're starting because here's why. Look at who their quarterback is and your quarterback. See what the projected points are that the computer has and then the ones in your mind. Be like, oh, he's got a better quarterback than me. Uh, I probably need a little bit of upside. So maybe you play somebody that has a little more upside. You know, Look at the wide receivers. If, if he's loaded at wide receiver, then you're like, man, I, I need to play for a little upside here. Or if you're in a PPR and you're like, yeah, I'm good. You know, maybe I just, I need it. If I can get to 15 points here, I'm cool. You want to beat him by each position and look at it across, analyze your guy versus his guy and get an idea for how many points you think all his receivers are probably going to score. 
get an idea for how many you think yours are going to score, and then you know where you need a little more upside or when you can play it a little safer. Exactly. Or, going back to that, you could also try and play for evening out. Yes. Say you got – I'm going against a guy who has Aaron Rodgers and I have Devontae Adams. Beautiful. Like, that's going to even out. Yes. And honestly, like, I'm going to get more points because it's PPR because anytime Devontae catches a ball, it's going to be – a higher percent or higher points than yep. if for what Aaron Rodgers gets. So you just kind of play those matchups and play to even out or play for better points. And on this show, we also know how to do witchcraft. So we, we're <laughs> going to put a hex on uh, Lazard, uh, Tanyan, uh, anybody, all of the above. Um, may all the touchdown passes go to one Devontae Adams. I appreciate that. You know I what's crazy is, is Tunyon is tied for the most touchdown catches of all the tight ends in fantasy football. and He's number four in football, so, in, in, in tight ends. So going back crazy. to that, I have Tanyan in my other league, and I'm not starting him because I don't want more points for Aaron Rodgers, which, I mean, I have Gronk versus that. So okay. I'm going with the Gronk. Sure. But I, like, this is where playoffs, like, you start thinking about, oh, man, like, this guy's if he throws touchdowns to this guy, then it's going to help me in one league, but hurt me in another. And it, that's just that's what it is. Right it now. is. It's like the yeah, and then like oh no, nut punch. You know, all in the same, all the same play because you've got more than one fantasy league. That's one of the downsides of having more than one league is you're going to have some crossover. That's when I ended up having to cut my leagues down, man, because once I started doing that and then gambling on top, it became a point where it was like, yeah. all right, what's most important because I don't even know if I'm going to win the fantasy league. So it's like, let me lock up my bets first. And then once you did your bets and you started just feeling a certain type of way, like it's just, it just, it's a mess. But let's see what uh, my man right here on the phone line, I guess he goes by, what do we have here, Tyler XXX? <laughs> I'm trying to wonder, is this an actual person, or did we just X out the le- the, the line? No, I just X'd out because he wanted to – it was Robert. He wasn't listening on a radio, so oh, okay. whenever we cut him off, he wasn't able to hear that. Okay, I didn't know what that was. All right, the phone lines are open, though, for you. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975. Let's jump in some of these games because we're not going to have time. Uh, let, let's start right there with that Green Bay-Detroit game real quick. Uh, I mean, I think here – it's up to eight and a half. I think Green Bay cruises in this one. You know, Lazard, if you need somebody to flex, I think, you know, you can give him a shot. You know, he's a guy that, kind of like Jerry said, if he gets you 10 or 12 points, be happy about it. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to have a huge game. It looks like Swift's coming back. How much do you trust him this week, Jerry? Uh, I like him. Just I've always missed on him, but there's something to that. Whenever you're quarter, uh, the running back that you're letting get time, Adrian Peterson comes out and says, I don't know why the hell they're not starting this guy. Yeah. I mean, when he's saying it like that, he's straight up. That, that goes to show you that there's so much struggle within that building. Patricia gone finally. Just there's there's trouble in that organization whenever you have other players saying, man, I'm old. Like, I, I wouldn't even expect him for, to start. I mean, I like to play. He straight up said, start that guy. He's he's good. He's great. You're missing out on you need to be pro, uh, uh, having that guy progress. Yep. No, no doubt. And uh, let's finish up this game real quick. One thing we haven't really talked about is the Lions are terrible against the run. So not just Aaron Jones. You might be able to start Jamal Williams this week. And on the other side of the ball, you know, 
both teams are terrible against the run. So fire up all the running backs in this game. And, Jerry, if I'm going to fire them up, where am I going to go do that? You're going to do it at my bookie. Also, double-digit targets for Jones. Go ahead and hit that at my bookie. Oh, I like that. That's a good play. Get in there, guys. And I think Green Bay is going to cover here. Jerry said that there's been a lot of money coming in on this game. Things have been moving around a little bit. But this is the perfect time to do it. If you have a good play, a good feel for this game, if you think Aaron Rodgers is just going to go crazy, give it. get over to my bookie. And if you haven't opened up an account yet, this is the perfect time to do it because you have all of the playoffs coming up. You have the NBA about to get started. You can get all your action over at mybookie.ag. And when you go over there, you're going to put in promo code radio. And the reason you're going to want to do that, and that's after you set up your account, they're going to match your deposit. So, you know, hey, I'll, I'll put a couple hundred bucks in. I, I want to play for the rest of the year and have a little fun, get ready for the NBA. Well, they're going to match your $200. Then you have $400 to go bet Jerry's bets. If you like some of my player props, you can bet them there too. My bookie is the best place to do it because you don't have to gamble on the gambling. That's what we talk about all the time. If you win, they pay you guys. It's you bet you win, they pay. They're going to pay you. So if you win, you don't have to worry. They will cash you out. You'll be taken care of. No problem, guys. That's mybookie.ag. Put in promo code radio. Get your account started today. You bet you win, they pay. It's my bookie. ESPN 975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. I hope you're jamming with us on a Sunday morning. Dun, 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 dun. Let's go. It's Moneyline 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5. Straight to the HRP listener line. Clarence, let's get on the right side for you. What's happening, my man? What's going on? How y'all doing this morning? Fantastic, brother. Let's get on some wins. What you got for us? All right. Well, before I do that, first of all, Jerry, good job last night. Outstanding job last night. Thank you so much for that, man. You know what that means to me. Uh, I have two questions for running backs. Which of the two would you start? Morstead, Davis, and Dobbins, and then wide receiver, uh, I am looking at T. Higgins and Mike Williams. Mostert, Davis. Davis is a definite. I'm starting him this week. And Mostert, and who is the other one? Dobbins. Dobbins. I'd probably go with Dobbins, I guess. That backfield scares me. But they both use different guys. So, yeah, that's the way I'd go with that one. How about for his receivers? What were those again? (laughs) I know Mike Williams was one of them. Uh, T. Higgins. I T. Think. Higgins, that's right. T. Higgins was the other one. Oh, God. I think I'd go with Mike Williams. Just Look, I like T. Higgins, but, God, that quarterback situation yeah. there. I know the Cowboys stink, but I just – you got Boyd to worry about, too. That I just – I would take a shot that Mike Williams gets you a touchdown. Look, I know T. Higgins has been the better player, but now that their quarterback situation is just so terrible, I'd go with Williams. Let's jump into these games before we run out of time. Yeah, we are, guys. We're going to have to blow through these kind of fast, so here we go. All right, Tennessee-Jacksonville. I like Tannehill this week. On the other side of the ball, James Robinson, you are starting him. Do not look back. Seven-and-a-half point spread, Jerry. What you got on this game? I think that it's going to be a blowout. Eventually, the Titans open it up. The Titans need this win. Things are tightening up in the playoff race. 
believe the Titans open this up on the backs of one Derrick Henry, though. I'm not sure who's going to be getting those points, those peripheral points. I do think there's a safe floor on uh, Tannehill, and I do think that there's going to be a deep ball one time at one point or another to Brown. I, I do, too, and this has the second highest total of all the games this week. So points are expected, and I, I think DJ Chark, I mean, it's a, it's a terrible secondary for Tennessee. So I think maybe DJ Chark gets going. He didn't do much last week, so I get it if you don't want to start him, but I think he could score this week. Um, that's about all I got on this one. you have anything else? Just something that was with Chark, those receivers. Glennon, he's thrown deep balls on 20, like plus 20 yard passes on 21% of his throws. That's the second highest in the league, only to Drew Locke. Drew Locke, he throws 25, 25%. One out of every four balls that Locke throws, it goes down the field 20 yards. Jeez. And I mean, Chark is great at that kind of stuff. He's a big guy and he can run, so maybe they can take advantage of that. I think Tennessee rolls here, but I think Jacksonville scores enough to make this a good fantasy game for both teams. Yeah, uh, that's all I got for it. I'm really not going to bet it, but I think it's a blowout. All right, Cowboys, Bengals. Hey, for the Cowboys, I think you know it's an Andy Dalton revenge game here against the Bengals. I know sometimes the revenge games can kind of bite you in the ass. Sometimes they don't go your way. But I feel like Amari Cooper is a guy that he is targeting a lot. They seem to have a connection. So I think you're definitely starting him. You know, on the other side of the ball, I think I think Gio Bernard's a guy that you can get in your lineup. He's a nice flex play this week. Cowboys are just bad on defense. Uh, we just had a question about T. Higgins. Any of the Bengals receivers, guys, I am just terrified. I mean, they, they could literally get you two points. You know, that's what scares me. There's so many ifs on that offense. On the other side, though, someone that's not an if and is straight up saying, I'm matchup proof, I don't care who my quarterback, Cooper. Amari Cooper with Andy Dalton throwing the ball, 7 for 79 and 1, 7 for 80, 681, 6 for 112, 5 for 143 in a touch. He gets the ball. I'm saying that because I'm telling you, fire up the props somewhere around those seven, eight catches. It should be about seven and a half, six, somewhere around there, depending on where you use it. Hopefully, it's my bookie. Fire up the props. What about uh, Zeke Elliott this week? He's banged up, but it looks like he's going to go. Do you expect a, you know, a decent game from him? I <sighs> mean, I don't know what kind of effort you're going to get out of him. I, I believe that they're going to end up just leaning on the other guy. Uh, Jacobs or Zeke coming from the text line right now that we're talking about Zeke. Oh, man. I. I'd probably lean towards Zeke. But, I mean, they're both banged up. So, you know, make sure that – and by now, we're past 11. You know if Zeke's active or not. So, I'll check that on the break. But I, I'm pretty sure we would know if he's not active. So, I'd roll with Zeke. On to the next. All right, Arizona Giants. This is a big one here. Giants actually showing some signs of life. They're at home. Arizona flying all the way across the country for this game. You know, they've been stumbling a little bit. And uh, thank you, Tyler. We have an update. Zeke is active, so I would get him in your lineup. Thank you, Tyler, for that. As far as Arizona, I mean, this is a game where, you know, obviously you're rolling with Hopkins. I'm just kind of surprised they're three-point favorites here. I'd kind of lean towards the Giants plus the points because, you know, they, they are expecting to have Jones back. So what do you think about this one? This is That's what a lot of people are thinking. That's why it's gotten to that three-point. I'm just going off of the narrative that the blowout, like I told you on Money on My Mind, just a, a, a double-digit dog that wins outright the very next week. They're usually overvalued for yes. whatever reason. So I'm just going to do. I'm just going to use that theory with Seattle losing outright as a double-digit favorite, and then the team that beat them just go ahead and play against and with on those teams. And then I feel your figure at the worst. I'm going fifty-fifty there. I like it. All right. What about as far as like Wayne Gallman? He's been pretty good. I, yeah. I, I think you keep rolling with him. 
And what about the receivers for the Giants? Are you expecting much out of Shepard and the boys? I know we've had Shepard's name come up a few times. I'm not sure what to expect, but I don't I don't trust anyone. I remember Slayton was going off, having his moments at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Now he hasn't had cleared 60 yards since week five. Now he draws Patrick Peterson. Yeah, guys, look, it's the fantasy playoffs. You know, if a guy hasn't been trending well, probably not the time to gamble on him. And on the other side of the coin, if a guy's been performing well for you, keep starting him until he proves you wrong. Shepard in PPR leagues, he has six-plus receptions in each of Jones' five starts. Arizona's coughed up the third most catches to receivers. So if you're PPR, you're at least going to get those points. No, I like that. Uh, do you? That's pretty much all we got for this one, right? That's all we got. All right, Texans, Bears. We're moving along fast, guys. We got to do it quick. I mean, this one's down to a point now for the Texans. I'm a little worried. Brandon Cook's not playing. Deshaun's going to have some limited weapons here. But David Montgomery, we love him. And we're not mentioning Allen Robinson enough. If you're playing in daily, I don't really care what his price tag is. I'm using him this week. You should use him in three starts with Trubisky. He has six for 75, eight for 74, two touchdowns, 10 for 123 in a touch. He gets it. That's a, that's who Trubisky's going to go to. That's who's going to be able to give him to justify himself. He's going to make himself a trophy after this. He's going to have Deshaun Watson's head, and he's going to put it on his mantle, Trubisky. He's going to tell his grandkids about it when they make <laughs> up jokes. No, I'm totally with you. So Robinson and Montgomery, get them in your lineups. As far as the Texans, I don't know if you can trust Duke Johnson. You know, Kiki QT is a flex. I guess you can get him in your lineup. And if you're desperate, a dart throw, maybe you go with Aikens at tight end. Absolutely desperate. But if he get if he bombs out and gets you three points, don't be surprised. Lamont also, asked earlier. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, also, don't start Jimmy Graham. Uh, that other guy, Cole Kmet, he's their go-to guy. They're tight end right now. Yeah, the rookie Good year. Advice. He coming off of rookie breakout game five for 37 an 80% snap rate, so he's getting in there. They're going to go ahead and start working him. Good call there. Lamont asked earlier, does the, do the Texans have a 100-yard rusher the rest of the season? I don't know if they have next season. We can start combining seasons <laughs> at this point. <laughs> no, I'm look, I I don't feel good about David or Duke Johnson. They're just they're just guys at this point for me. Uh, all right, moving along. What about the total and the, and the actual bet on the game? Do you think the Texans cover the point? Do you think they win? I don't know, man, because every time I paint it out, it comes for me 26-23 Texans, 27-23 Texans, at which point every time that I have it, I have 23-24 for the Bears. That team totals 22.5. Go ahead and hit it. Nice. Good advice there. All right, moving along. And I had the Texans money line, but I I bet them before this Brandon Cooks thing happened. So we'll see. You know, we just don't know what the offense is I'll pray for you. Hey, I need it. All right, Denver, Carolina real quick. I don't know. This isn't exactly the game I'm, you know, getting the popcorn ready to watch this week. But Carolina favored by four. I think some interesting things to bring up. We had a lot of questions about Mike Davis, right? That's a good matchup for him against Denver. And we know that with no DJ Moore, maybe Mike Davis gets some more targets in the passing game. So he's a guy you want to play this week. Noah Fant is a guy that we're seeing a lot of people like this week on the other side of the ball. How about Curtis Samuel? Will he get some of those touches? Because we know that they allow him to run the ball as well. I think so. Without DJ Moore, I think Curtis Samuel, I think he's a good option too. And uh, Tim Patrick, I really like. He's a guy, nobody's talking about him, but he's consistently scoring fantasy points. If you need some help, you might be able to go pick him up off your waiver wire and just start him. And I think think he'll get you at least 10 PPR points. Fire up, Samuel. I'm dropping it now. Check this out. Five of his last six games, he has 75 yards plus or a touchdown. And all five of those six... More targets today, more work, maybe an extra carry around that goal line. They'll use him on reverses. They use him. 
I like him a lot. No I, love for Robbie Anderson? Oh, oh yeah, dude. yeah. Let, let me not forget about Robbie, though. He leads the Panthers in catches. 68 catches, 863 yards, and he's the guy that moves the ball. He has the – on first down conversions, he leads the team in those targets because that's who Teddy uses to move the chains as well. Start him this week. He's a guy that you should probably be starting every week, but especially this week with no DJ Moore. Get him in your lineup. Texans should have had him on their lineups in real life right now. He was available. You spoke about him plenty. I did. I, and you know, I, I thought Fuller would end up getting hurt, which, well, he didn't get hurt, but he got popped for PEDs. You know what this is? Robbie Anderson is Will Fuller on steroids. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we already have a Will Fuller on steroids. Robbie Anderson is Willie Fuller on steroids. You're listening to Money Line, ESPN 97.5. to ESPN 97.5. We're taking a break. Okay. That's cool. Let's go! Let's go! You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. It's the last segment. 14 minutes till kickoff. You're over there pacing in circles, turning up Moneyline, listening to Tyler's jams, praying that you could get a win today and hopefully we can provide that for you again last questions last call not for alcohol but last call to ball 713-780-3776 at moneyline 97.5 let's get to the last of these games whatever we have and then we're going to put our name on something and then you're going to enjoy your sundays all right let's do it kansas city miami this one's this one's interesting right we're getting a lot of questions about clyde edwards elaire he Probably killed you last week if you started him because it was a late game and he was actually active, but he turns out he was just an emergency running back. He got you zero points. I started him. I know. I still somehow managed to make the playoffs, even with that goose egg in my lineup. What do you think this week, Jerry? Can you trust him? I don't know if a trust is a trust is a strong word. You know what I mean? Do, do you go with him if you have him in your lineups? Let me let me throw that on you. Do you get too cute here? Is it too cute not going with him? Because he acted too cute last week with that zero. He did, but that wasn't really – that was an Andy Reid decision. Yeah. You know, and, and he didn't practice. He had the stomach flu. The, the, great, the great news is he was a full participant all this week. And we saw last week what Le'Veon Bell did with all that extra opportunity. He still really didn't do anything. So I think Clyde's the best player. So, look, I, sometimes you just have to suck it up and start a guy. And, and I'm going to play him. Do you, I mean, obviously, in 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 season long, Tyree Kill, you're going to suck it up and play him there. But yep. how about DFS wise? Do you think you fade him there, knowing that he has a tough matchup? Yeah, you probably have some better options out there. I mean, like a guy like Allen Robinson, I, I would go after him. Devonte Parker with Tua in his five starts: one catch for three yards, six for sixty-four, two for thirty-one, six for sixty-one, four for thirty-five. What do you notice here that? He doesn't get much action. Without Fitzmagic, he's a different guy. He's a different guy. I, I started thinking, is it maybe where he lines up as to Tua? You know, he, he's, a, he's a different armed quarterback. It just, I think it, maybe that plays into, you know, it's all yeah. rhythm, you know, and, and for, especially if you're a receiver to get on the same page with quarterback. Is it when he drops back that the way that, you know, Tua has to drop back in the lefty? 
it just I think everything starts playing into to this. They don't have enough, uh, I guess, uh, time to play with each other yet. You know, it was a midseason move. I think next year, give them an offseason. And I think yeah. they, the, the one thing I think about here, though, with, with Parker is couldn't you see this game to where the Chiefs get out like really far ahead and maybe you see Fitzpatrick in the second half? You know, couldn't you see maybe something like that happen? You could, and that's what I hate to see because at this point you need to ride with him if you're going to ride with him like he rides, um, like Tua rides with Gizeki. Has delivered 40-plus yards and or a touchdown in five straight games. I always tell you when a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, he tries to get comfortable. He gets he gets trust. We use that strong word trust. I think he trusts his tight end position. It's a safe it's a safe out for him, you know, and he looks for him often. Look for Gizeki to get in the end zone today. I, I agree. We pushed him last week as well, so we've been on him a little bit. Well, as far as this game, I like the Chiefs to cover the touchdown. I, I just look, I know they're on the road, but to me, I, I just Whenever I get Patrick Mahomes within a touchdown, I like that bet. That's and, just me. And this is the thing that I've noticed. Look at the Chiefs in games that it was just whatever opponents, the opponents that they just couldn't pull away from. But look at the games that they've had big. They go out there and beat you up whenever they had to play the the Bucks. Like on big games where somebody actually threatens them, the Bucks get up out of here. The Ravens, get up out of here. Now you have the Dolphins all of a sudden with a good record. That's, I think, a game that they have to get up for. I think it's going to be the same thing. Get out of there. And I think it's running on Miami might be even a little easier than throwing on them. Definitely. You know they're what a, I mean? They're a run funnel defense. So, you know, Edward Zelaire, I, I, if he gets 100 yards and a touchdown, that wouldn't surprise me this week. You know, that's why it's so hard to get away from these guys, especially when you take them in the first round. So, uh, total, 51 and a half. You expect a lot of points in this one. I don't know how much points the Dolphins will throw up, to be honest with you. I just don't know. And I don't know if, like how you said, if they just start running on them because they're easy. What if the Chiefs just say, man, let's run it down their throats. Let's just keep running up the middle. Eventually, we'll open up the score, and then we'll just ride it out like that. I'm not sure. But then at the other way, and I don't know if, if they're going to bring the the heat to Tua. Do we start seeing maybe some turnovers? I don't, I'm just, I don't have a good read on Tua just yet. I'm not sure if I, if I know of what consistency he's going to play at. I don't even think the Dolphins have a good read on No, yet. that's why they're yeah, switching yeah. them in and out. One other thing, man, we're going to remember Travis Kelsey for a long time, the first ever tight end to have five straight 1,000-yard seasons. Dude, he's amazing. I took him in, in both my season-long leagues in the second round in both leagues. So happy I did that. He, so, I mean, he, he's head and shoulders above. That's Back in the day when you would take prime Gronk, you remember that when he was head and shoulders yeah. above everyone else, this is one of those moments. Kittle, he's right there as well, though. I'm Waller curious. Too. I'm curious to yeah, see what happens. We're living in an interesting time for tight ends because those two guys are going to go down in books. I mean, Kittle broke the yards after catch um, record last year because he can he catches it and he breaks. He does, and, and he breaks a little bit, too. He's been banged up the last couple of years. That's the only knock on Kittle. You know, talent-wise, he's amazing. Before we get out of here, let's get over to Sean, man, because he's been waiting for a few segments here. Sean, what's going on, my man? Hey, guys, I texted y'all earlier this question, but I had to step away, so you probably already answered it. But I need one wide receiver and a full-point PPR. It's either out of Jarvis Landry, Curtis Samuel, Sterling Shepard, or Desperation, Tyler Boyd. Thanks. Full PPR, I think I'd go with Jarvis. You got to. Yeah. Full PPR, but, and, then, and then we also okay, – okay, so look, compare your team. What do you need out of that position minimum? Because then you start asking yourself, he said Tyler Boyd. That's that's a, that's a question mark as well. Are you looking 
a touchdown to pay him off, or are you looking for volume? Because Landry's going to give you the volume. You know that's going to be there. And, and it's a tough matchup. I, I get why people you know, are a little concerned to, to start Jarvis Landry. It is a very tough matchup. I mean, he's a he's a number you know, a high number three receiver. You know what I mean? Like he's in that, that flex conversation, but I, I think you got to suck it up and start him. Yeah. And not that I would start Shepard over him, but I'm not scared of starting playing Shepard this week either. I'm, I'm think Shepard's good for five or six catches. Give him, you know, let's, let's paint him in for 50 yards around that. You're already touching double digits. No, I, I agree. It's a, like, it's a tough week for a receiver. It really is. But you know, I think you take your shot with Jarvis Landry. You hope he gets you a lot of catches. It's a full PPR. That's the only reason I'm leaning that way. Let's get one game in before we get out of here, and that's got to be that Steelers-Bills game, right? Yeah, it does. And if you have other questions for us, you know, hit us up with some uh, some tweets or some text message stuff. But, man, this is the game of the week right here. And I, I like Big Ben to, to put up some points in this game. I'm seeing if there's their overreaction from last week is justified because this game opened up minus two and a half Steelers and now it's minus two, two and a half Bills. When you see the, the 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 favorite switch and now it's trending towards the key number of three, you have to ask yourself, is it justified? Is there overreaction? Is it true? Is it true what the line is telling me that the Steelers aren't who they thought they were? Or is it something compared to this 12 uh, day span of three games? Is there something to that? Is there, if, have they been asking for trouble this whole time? If you can a- answer any of these confidently, then that should go ahead and lead you to your bet. In the, the injuries too. No, no Joe Hayden today. Steelers have had a lot of injuries and I like Big Ben though. Uh, the Bills given up the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the past month. So it's a really good matchup for Big Ben. I think Deontay Johnson goes off here. I, I think he's going to have a big game. I'm thinking also maybe it's going to be Claypool at one point because check this out. Big Ben this year, everyone's been talking about the amount of time that he gets rid of the ball in. It's it's extremely fast. It's the fastest he's ever had in his career. Why does that happen? I think because they just, they're trying to limit the hits on him. They're trying to his, make his read. Yep. But Bills play, they play physical at the line. You know what I mean? So with them quick plays, he's not going to be able to throw them. But I think that if he beats him over the top, you know what the sound is. It's time to put your name on something before we get out of here, before we leave you in the hands of the fantasy playoffs. What do you got, Josh? I like the Bears guys. I like David Montgomery and Allen Robinson this week, not just in you know season long, but in daily as well. I think you get them in your lineup. Put my name on it. I'm going Jay Jeff. He's had uh, four big games. Uh, he's, I mean, if you got Kirk Cousins and Jay Jeff, that's a pretty good stack right there. Yep. But I think uh, Jay Jeff at least is going to get two touchdowns, seventy-five yards. Yeah. I'm going to put my name on a little something different. I'm going to give you a parlay. Go ahead and put 49ers money line. Go ahead and put the Colts Raiders over fifty-two and a half, and give me the Chargers money line three-way parlay. Go and hit that up. Put your name on it, Jerry. And that's all we have for you today. Again, like we always do, we always want to thank you because we know it takes effort to wake up on a Sunday morning and go ahead and turn on the Twitch, turn it on your radio, and getting fired up for an NFL Sunday. And there's no other way to get fired up than a playoff NFL Sunday. So thank you so much for all the, uh, I guess, passion that you guys show on the Twitch, on the text line, through all the questions. We love it. So signing off like we always do, it's Josh Jordan, it's Tyler Cito, and it's Jerry Bonos with a Z. Peace. Good luck this week, guys.